These are some of the major stories which made the news this week in The Hunter. A high-ranking member of the Rebels' bikey gang was arrested at Rutherford on Monday and charged with assault. Its alleged verbal altercation took place on the night of July 18 at a club in Arthur Street, where the 45-year-old bikey is accused of repeatedly assaulting two men outside the premises. Following investigations, he was apprehended at a property on Young Street and taken to Maitland Police Station, where he was charged with several offences. An investigation was launched after a suspicious fire destroyed two luxury cruisers and damaged a third at a Nelson Bay marina on Tuesday morning. Firefighters arrived at Dialbora marinas just after 2.30 to find two 50-foot cruisers moored side by side well alight. One of the vessels sank while another burnt to the waterline. An RFS boat also assisted the firefighting efforts with crews managing to save a third cruiser which was under threat. Superintendent Adam Dubries said the cause of the fire is not known at this stage. We put the booms around the vessels to contain any product and then, as required, we'll recover that product that would be sitting on top of the water. You know, vessels can be a little hard for investigation, especially with one sinking, usually with a recovery process in place. The investigations will start this morning, if not already, just to determine the actual cause and origin. More than six months after the New South Wales government announced plans to buy back the Mambo wetlands at Salamander Bay, the Minister for Planning on Tuesday confirmed the land's new owner has not agreed to sell it back. Asked in Parliament when the state would make a determination on the buyback, the Planning Minister said an offer had been extended, but at this point in time the owner has not accepted the offer. Port Stephens MP Kate Washington said the only option now is for the government to compulsorily acquire the land. They could have already done that and they should have done that. The government knew when they sold it off how precious this land was. Once they did it, they said it was a mistake. They are responsible for fixing their mistake and they have the power to do it. Debate about the future location of the BHP Steelworks plaque went all the way to Parliament on Wednesday. In April, it was revealed the previously missing piece was hanging on the wall of the Victoria Hotel at Hinton, with the publican agreeing to hand it back if Property New South Wales could prove its authenticity. Now, Newcastle MP Tim Crackenthorpe has called on Treasurer Dominic Perrottet and the department to speed up the process so the plaque may be given back to the community. In about a 10 months, they've known about it, they haven't done anything, it's simply not good enough and it needs to go back to the people of Newcastle. Cessnock coal miners were given the green light to return to work on Wednesday at Paxton's Ozstar mine after a suite of safety concerns at the site. Employees were stood down earlier this year following several coal bursts similar to the ones that took the lives of two miners in 2014. The New South Wales Resources Regulator overturned the mine's cease work order following an investigation into safety concerns. Cessnock MP Clayton Barr said the concerned workers should trust the right decision has been made. I understand that Workers would have some nervous apprehensions about going back to work. In this instance, the regulator is saying that they are convinced that it's safe to return and go back into that coal mine. So that might mean some extra propping up of the roof or the walls. It might mean that they move into slightly different areas, that they put in place some sort of you know, suspension or bracketing or buffering to make sure that everything's safe.
On Wednesday, the state government pledged $5 million to support a Rugby Australia bid to bring a major event to the Hunter. The Women's Rugby World Cup has never been played in the Southern Hemisphere, but New South Wales Minister for Sport Stuart Ayres announced Australia would throw its hat in the ring for Newcastle. Parliamentary Secretary for the Hunter Scott McDonald said if the bid is successful, games will be played at several venues in 2021. Most of it will be played at Maitland number 1 sports ground, Newcastle number 2 sports ground and then you'll be looking at a bronze medal match at the McDonald Jones Stadium and, of course, the final at the McDonald Jones Stadium. So, yeah, spreading it around, and I think that's great. Uh, it'll showcase women's rugby, of course. You know, we all know that the hunter loves its sport. It was revealed on Thursday prosecutors have compiled a massive brief of evidence against the former boyfriend of Belmont woman Carly McBride who stands accused of her murder. The 128,000-page document is the result of almost four years of painstaking investigation. Although there's no direct evidence linking Sal Newson to the murder, prosecutors allege he fabricated an elaborate missing persons hoax to deflect suspicion and mislead police. It's alleged the 41-year-old had moved on to another relationship before killing Carly in September 2014 and dumping her body near Scone. He's now being committed to stand trial. Outside Newcastle Court, Carly's parents, Steve and Lorraine, told reporters, although there's a long way to go, the investigation team and the DPP have displayed extraordinary Extraordinary dedication to the case. You know, it, it may be a year or so yet before we get a final result, but but that's pretty good. You yes. know, it's, uh, we think they've just done such a wonderful job. They've worked so hard. One of the men accused of importing $245 million worth of cocaine into Lake Macquarie pleaded guilty on Thursday. Detectives say Ken Jackson played a major role in smuggling more than 700 kilos of the drug on board a catamaran last November. The 63-year-old musician is facing a maximum sentence of life behind bars for importing a commercial quantity of a border-controlled drug. Strikeforce Nerium detectives investigating the death of an 18-month-old girl arrested her mother on Friday. The 22-year-old woman was apprehended at her home in Taro around 8am and charged with manslaughter after the little girl died from horrific internal injuries on June 19. The woman's then-partner, 26-year-old Timothy Whiteley, has already been charged with the child's murder and has pleaded not guilty to the accusation. Chief Inspector Wayne Walpole told Nine it's been a tough case to work on. The little girl suffered some significant horrific injuries and certainly uh, all murders have impacts but the murder of a um, of a 20 month old baby certainly magnifies the effect on, on officers. And Newcastle MP Tim Crackenthorpe on Friday accused the state government of hoarding funds set aside to address erosion while the Stockton community continues to suffer. Figures from the Office of Environment and Heritage revealed only $2.6 million of a $63 million funding package has been spent since it was announced in 2016. Tim Crackenthorpe said coastal erosion is being tackled at a snail's pace and Stockton Beach is missing out altogether. The Minister cannot continue to bury her head in the sand and hope this issue will simply disappear. The government's sitting on a huge pot of money available to address coastal erosion issues but continues to refuse to act. The fact that we've been able to collect 10,000 signatures on a petition just highlights the significance of this issue to the Newcastle community. But Parliamentary Secretary for the Hunter, Scott McDonald, said the money would become available when Newcastle Council finalises their coastal management plan. And that's a look at the week that was from 2NURFM Hunter News.